Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am the man on Silver Mountain, Brian Hines. And I am Jack Minokes, and we are back and better than ever, baby. That's right. Better than you, baby. We'll be recapping all of the action from OVW episode 1256, broadcast live from Historic Davis Arena on September 7th, 2023. That is the penultimate show, the lead-in show Uh, the go-home show to Hard Reset. We will not be talking about Hard Reset today. That will come later in the week. Oh, no. We're not going to talk about Hard Reset. In fact, we are not going to talk about Hard Reset at all, or Judy. I think uh, at the top of this show, though, we would like to say thank you, a very sincere thank you to all of the listeners, all of the followers of this podcast. Within the past week, we hit a big old milestone, Brian. We sure did. We hit 500 downloads. Is that right? 500? We're over that now, but last week we did hit 500. And kept going. And kept going. And, And, wow. Sorry. Uh, No, we kept going. We've hit 500 downloads. It's a huge milestone for us. And it's very important to to mention that we did that on a week where we were unable to release new content. We do also, while we're celebrating 500 downloads, want to say sorry for not being able to update uh, the feed last week for all of our loyal listeners. It was it, it was a holiday week for starters, and like you had things that came up, I had things that came mm-hmm. up. You know, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans, and it just wasn't in the cards for us last week. But we're back now. What uh, you had you you went out of town for the holiday, did you not, Brian? Uh, yeah, I was in Ohio the whole week, and. Uh, you know, did Ohio things. There was a, uh, a temporary flood in the basement that needed to be taken care of. But other than that, it was pretty uneventful. What about you? Oh, uh, just catching up with what's life. What life has been throwing at me, basically, in a good in a in a good way, though. I think that sometimes you uh, sometimes you just need a little kick in the ass to do what's right and like to make your your situation better i definitely got a kick in the ass over the past couple of weeks and uh we're rolling rolling through with it rolling through with it got a kick in the ass not unlike some of the matches that we saw in this week's episode of of uh, ovw television yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down man i know how it is the OVW podcast is brought to you by Podcasters, the unofficial after show of wrestlers coming from Netflix this week. We are right on the edge. Can you feel the excitement? The OVW team is going to be here with some special guests. We're going to be watching every episode of Wrestlers. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be looking at the wrestling. We're going to be looking at the personalities. We're just going to be having a lot of fun with it. So come along with us. Enjoy. Get get in here and get all the details that you may have missed about every at last episode of Wrestlers. That's starting this Wednesday right here in the OVW podcast feed. Just make sure you're subscribed in Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, just make sure you're there. Make sure you're subscribed. We will be here with podcasters starting on Wednesday. And now, back to the OVW podcast, already in progress. I'm still Jack Minogue's. I'm still Jack Minogue's. And I remain behinds. Do you prefer that, behinds? Should I start? Do we need to put that one in the notes? Uh, no, I mean, mo- most people call me Brian. My friends, the people really know me, call me Behinds because it, you know, is a joke that goes back to college, but uh, it is also my given name, so uh, I'll answer to either, but 
That's well, fun. and I'll steal one of your favorite jokes. Uh, just don't call you late to dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Please just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> we started off this week's episode with a match between Louis Boudreaux and elusive Eric Darkstorm. Louis Boudreaux is one of the um, OVW uh, trainees. He's a, a candidate through the Al Snow Wrestling Academy, the OVW, um, what is essentially like their performance facility or their uh, power plant or something like that. We actually saw him on the uh, when we went the first time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that dark match. It was a four on four, and he was uh, part of the winning team with TC three and uh, I can't remember uh, TW three TW the the 80s baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. TW three. Uh, we'll what talk. Of, we'll talk about the EC three a little bit later. Um, Lisa Eric Darkstorm really honestly. I've been a big fan of this guy. I think he's got a great move set. He looks just like a total badass. I mean, we're sitting and watching him right now. Uh, I thought that Boudreaux gave a very valiant effort uh, in terms of kind of going uh, toe-to-toe with Darkstorm. However, I really didn't understand why Darkstorm was giving up so much offense to this Boudreaux guy. I don't. When you look at the two of them, it's no comparison. I mean, this this Darkstorm guy's got got basically every single thing you could ask for out of a big-time babyface. Oh, sure. And not to mention the fact that he's got, you know, I'm sure he's got more ring time and experience than uh, Boudreaux does. I'm just going to be honest. I, this Boudreaux guy might be the nicest guy in the world. Hate his gimmick. Hate his gear. Doesn't have a great look for me. Doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, we've we've been accused in the past of putting over people a little bit too much or playing a little bit too nice. This Boudreaux guy really just doesn't do it for me. And uh, I kind of, watching this match, grew a little frustrated with how much offense he got in on Darkstorm. Because Darkstorm, on, to be 100% honest, should have uh, mopped the floor with this kid. Are you just upset because uh, he didn't give you beads? Uh, well, unfortunately... I don't know if I would have um, – no, I'll, I'll be honest. He could have thrown all the beads at me in the world. I wouldn't have cared. This kid's got nothing going on. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's just got a lot a lot to work on, a lot to work on. And um, when he's an opponent uh, like Eric Darkstorm, it's just very, very obvious where, where the, the two different skill levels are. Oh, well, yeah, sure. But uh, that's how you, how you grow and learn. With anything. Uh, so Eric Darkstorm, of course, wins the match. Maybe it was a little longer of a match than it should have been. He has the Shining Wizard. Uh, that's his finisher. Killer. Just like, look at this guy, man. He's, 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 he's one of the best guys on the OVW roster. He really, really is. I've been falling in love with this guy for over the past few weeks. Um, he was, after the match, confronted by his former tag team partner, Day Get Bundles, uh, making his return. Um kind of you're left to question what's going on between these two guys um we know that they have a history we know that they at one point were a very fearsome tag team uh and then you just you're kind of left to wonder what they get bundles is back doing in ovw what his business is yes what his business is with Darkstorm, and hopefully we will find that out over the uh coming matches over the uh, course of the show. Up next was a non-title tag team match with Luke Curtis and Joe Mack of the faction at the broadcast booth. Um, 
they will be Luke Curtis and Joe Mack will be challenging for the tag team titles, the Southern tag team titles against the destroyers at hard reset. But as for tonight, the destroyers were up against dysfunction. It really showed how much uh, the destroyers have congealed as a team at no point was dysfunction ever really in the match. Uh, they showed an excellent, excellent, excellent ring awareness. They had the whole ring cut off for basically the entire match and dysfunction was just getting uh, whipped like a mule. But on the other hand, uh, the last time we saw the members of Dysfunction, they came out separately and had separate matches and didn't come out to support each other during mm-hmm. those matches. Mm-hmm. And we made a point to mention that last time we talked about Dysfunction. At least they came out together this time and tried as a unit. But maybe part of uh, the fact that they are just don't seem to be 100% on the same page is a reason why they weren't able to pick up the win versus the destroyers tonight i would like to point out also joe mack at the commentary booth his concerned face is meme worthy uh him watching oh really the, i didn't pick up on that <laughs> yeah his concern he did such a great job like his facials doing he i don't think he really said much on commentary but him just standing kind of with his hands on his hips look at look at that His concerned face is meme-worthy. He did more um, with his facials during this segment than I've seen him do in the ring in a long time. And then Tony Evans just looks like a million bucks. He's really done a great job kind of putting together this, like, 80s Southern wrestler, four horsemen type gimmick with the blonde hair and the nice suits. Yeah. Um, Needless to say, Big Zoe and Gnarls Garvin pick up the win against Dysfunction, setting up the tag team match between... Luke Curtis and Joe Mack at Hard Reset. So the next match posts the uncut gem Ty Vance versus Diggett Bundles. And uh, it looks like it was it was a pretty short match. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, Bundles getting the win and uh, making short work of uh, the uncut gem. And then what happened after that? Well, I would like to say that Ty Vance, uh, before we get into the aftermatch, Ty Vance is another one of the OVW Academy standouts. Um, he's got a great skill set. He's just kind of having trouble putting it all together, but he really did uh, make Daygate Bundles. He gave Daygate Bundles like everything that you could expect for a returning badass, like it, the way that they're trying to portray Bundles at this point. I mean, Bundles' skill set is a little more limited than his former tag team partner, Eric Darkstorms. It's a little more limited than some of the other wrestlers on the OVW roster. Uh, but he is as believable as anybody on the roster. And sometimes that's all it takes. It doesn't really, you don't have to do all the flips and dips. Sometimes you just have to look like you can beat some ass. And Day Get Bundles definitely does that. He, as, meant, bun- he meant business with that suplex. Though. Oh, absolutely. And uh, once, uh, once Ty Vance loses the silly white um, tie over his head. He's got he's got something going on. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid's capable of. Yeah, he's got a ton of potential. It's just a matter of finding your your niche. And unfortunately, when you're just a academy standout against a seasoned professional like Bundles, there's not much you're ever going to be able to do. No. Post post match, Eric Darkstorm, Bundles' former tag team partner, comes out and apologizes uh, to. Uh, today get today get bundles after he was injured apologizes that he wasn't there for him and the way that a tag team partner should be expected to be there for uh for their friend 
They get bundles, declines the handshake, knocks him on the shoulder on the way out, shoulder checks him on the way out, and we're setting up what I'm sure is going to be a red-hot feud between these two former tag team uh, partners. It certainly looks that way. Um, throughout the night, we were uh, shown a lot of vignettes between uh, PJ Jones, Esquire, and Chalance Royale. They will be having a tag team match at Hard Reset uh, against Amazing Maria and Hollywood Haley J. Um, that might be the match that I'm most excited to see. Well, once they get their hands on that little worm, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, definitely. When they came out and he was quote-unquote comatose after the assault the week before mm-hmm. and uh, pulled a straight Leo Johnson, if uh, you know the reference that I'm referring to, and then jumped out of the chair and obviously was not comatose and was not really hurt in general. But uh, I will be glad to see him get in the ring and uh, get what's coming to him. These are kind of, uh, they remind me a lot of the Hulk Hogan Mean Gene vignettes, but just uh, where you were rooting for Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan the entire time and you saw Mean Gene making all of these, uh, (laughs) he's he's like, he's actually progressing, you know. Uh, PJ Jones is not doing that at all. This is, you want, in a vignette like this, you're used to being able to root for the people you're watching this is just kind of sad and pathetic watching the two of these it's, guys work out. It's good comedy fodder. I love it. There's no real training. There's no saying your prayers. There's no uh, eating your vitamins. Yeah, the vitamins are at home. Yeah. Um, in the next match, Eric Jackson, the main attraction, one of the up-and-coming stars of the OVW Rush division, uh, unfortunately had um, a match against Adam Revolver. Adam Revolver, of course, uh, accompanied to the ring by Shannon the Dude. Of course. Um, Eric Jackson got in a ton of offense. This guy needs a win. This guy needs a win. It seems like every single time he comes out there, you know he's going to lose. This guy needs a win. Unfortunately, tonight was not the night for that win. Adam Revolver wins by sleeper hold, deep wrenched in sleeper hold, and continues to uh, jostle Eric Jackson about after the bell is already rung just to prove a point to Cal Hero um, that at hard reset, Adam Revolver is one to be feared, one to be scared of, someone to pay attention to, and he's looking at that Rush Division title and thinking he's going to take it home on Saturday night. So my first take on Adam Revolver was that he was he's solid. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's a good wrestler, uh, but wasn't this this episode it was the episode before when he came out dressed as cow hero and did that whole thing with shannon the dude oh my god that was comedy gold i was in tears laughing so hard it was just so funny and uh i had to go back and watch it again because it was hilarious so um among other people that i may have made this claim about before uh adam revolver is my new spirit animal i think he's hilarious and that that was the episode that uh, that we were not able to cover, so um, we don't have live coverage of it in our feed. But go back and rewatch that episode so that you can prepare yourself for hard reset. I'll see whether I can't find a clip and post it on our page later. Because be if great. you ha- if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it because it was by far my favorite part of that episode. So we've got an uh, issue going on in the rush division between. 
Will Austin, Manny Domingo, and Star Rider. Uh, that issue came basically to a head over the course of the next match between Will Austin and the 80s baby TW3. Uh, kind of the same way that I had mentioned with Eric Jackson, where this, this guy had not... You root for him, you like him, you want him to win, but it doesn't seem like anytime he's out there he can pick up a win. Uh, TW3 was much in the same uh, boat, in my opinion. However, TW3 picked up the win against Will Austin after Manny Domingo and Star Rider. Well, Manny Domingo interferes to prevent Will Austin from cheating. Star Rider, as he has been doing over the past few weeks, kind of tries to get in the middle of them, uh, tries to play, play peacekeeper. However, that distraction gives TW3 the window he needs to pick up the win over Will Austin. Good for him. I, I'm a fan of uh, TW3. Anybody who uh, really makes dancing part of their act mm-hmm. is over with me. I mean, I would like to see him do some, uh, some rerun. If you know who I'm talking about, the older folks, maybe, you know, uh, some popping and locking there in the ring there. I think that would be, uh, something that I would enjoy. But, uh, other than that, I, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's great. Little on the younger side has a lot to learn, but definitely, you know, definitely, definitely entertaining baby face in more ways than one. Yeah. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about the, uh, hard reset main event contract signing, Brian? Behinds. <laughs> so, the main event contract. The event, we've got Tony Gunn, we've got Mahabali Shira, and we've got Cashflow. What we don't have is Jack Vaughn. And there was a video message that he sent because he had been jumped before the contract signing. Smart. He was smart not to show up to the OVW Davis Arena that evening. Uh, if for no other reason than that, it could have been another post-match beatdown or uh, brawl could have been the difference between him retaining the title at hard reset and him losing the title at hard reset. So he's smart. He's smart. That's why they call him the veteran. Oh, yeah. He's too smart for that. There's a lot of back and forth between all of the uh, present members of that fatal four-way, Malabali Shira, Cashflow, and Tony Gunn. Uh, as we mentioned, Jack Vaughn comes in with a video package saying that he has no problem wrestling the match, but he will not show up that evening, as we said, to give anyone an advantage that uh, he didn't want to give to them prior to hard reset. The next match, Ari Alexander and Riley Matthews versus Amazing Maria and Haley J. The... Uh, team of Amazing Maria and Haley J. This is the first time that they've ever tag teamed together in Ohio Valley Wrestling, although they are not without tag team experience uh, in other promotions. Probably most notably is the Mother Truckers and Women of Wrestling. Um, you can watch that for for those of you in Lexington or in the Lexington area on Saturday or on Sunday afternoons. That comes on right after OVW on the uh, antenna just in case you guys wanted to watch that uh, little heads up for you. And there's a ton of other places you can find it, too. I think it's on Pluto TV as well. But uh, Amazing Maria and Haley J, first time as a tag team in OVW. They are probably most remembered as as far as their time in ring together for their I Quit match about this time last year. 
at the big one. Um, amazing, amazing match. Go back and rewatch that on whatever, wherever you can find it, Fight TV most likely. Great match, super physical. These two women, obviously, uh, sometimes the person you can trust the most is your mother, and sometimes the person you fight with the most is your mother. Yeah, it happens like that sometimes. Um, Families fight. But amazing Maria and Haley J pick up the easy win over Ari Alexander and Riley Matthews um, ahead of their match against Chalance Royale and PJ Jones Esquire at Hard Reset. Anytime you say PJ Jones, as soon as you say PJ in my head, it sounds like you say uh, DJ, and I always think you're about to say DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff. You do not, and I am disappointed sometimes. Parents just don't understand. No. Girls ain't nothing but trouble. It's a nightmare on my street. It's a nightmare on my street. (laughs) It's summertime, baby, here at OVW. Uh, Let's, uh, we'll, we'll move forward here. Jesse Goddard and Shira uh, had a vignette after this. Um, Shearer is, of course, up for the title match at Hard Reset. Jesse Goddard is uh, trying to kind of beat around the bush with Shearer, try to explain to him that maybe that's not what he should be paying attention to. He needs to be paying attention more to Jesse's plight or he needs to be paying more attention to the future of the faction. And he's not really buying it. He's listening and, you know, he just is unconvinced. I think that uh, I think that we're really on the precipice of a big change with Malabali Shear's character. To be honest with you, um, you can tell that he loved his time on top with the faction, but he's never going to put the faction above championship gold or a shot at championship gold. Well, sure, and I, I'd say that you could say that about nine out of ten wrestlers. There might be one that would put somebody over a championship, but more often than not, no. Because that's the ultimate goal. It takes somebody very special to do that. Like we saw a few weeks ago with Cashflow at the big one. Instead of challenging Jack Vaughn that evening, he joined Team OVW yeah, for that table ladders and chairs match. Of that. Um, just takes a special kind of guy. You have to be cut, guy or gal, have to be cut from a different cloth to, uh, to ignore your personal glory um, for, for the uh, sake of right and wrong. Uh, Freya the Slayer finds out that the objectors, her bridesmaids, were actually paid off. Finally. Uh, finally. Um, one of the greater, I guess, kind of B-plots in OVW right now. Um, something that we've gone full force in saying that we loved. We were there when it happened. Yeah. We love watching it on TV. And it's about time. Freya, I said it that night in our review of the big one, uh, Freya... Freya did something that is really, really hard to do inside of a ring, much less inside of a vignette or a uh, uh, a non-match segment on television. She went from being super despised in that arena to being loved within the span of about 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really, really looking forward to Freya's, uh, quote-unquote, um, maybe us as viewers seeing more of her good side. I'm anxious to see her get her revenge. And I think it's coming, and it's coming quick. Good. I hope so. So is there anything, Brian, that baby faces someone quite like a blind angle, <laughs> a getting blinded angle? Okay, what now? Uh, as we see here, Cal Hero was blinded last week. He had an allergic reaction to uh, the mace that Adam Revolver had used on him. Um, 
just in in the history of wrestling when you see someone that you you're used to rooting for come out blind is there anything more sympathetic than that oh no no that definitely uh grabs your attention and pulls at your heartstrings i mean one of your heroes has lost one of their senses and as a wrestler it's probably your strongest sense mm-hmm. you know being able to see and being situationally aware in the ring is is crucial i mean they if you can't hear sometimes not that big a deal i mean smell probably you wouldn't want any smelling ability in wrestling actually you might be better off if you can't smell in wrestling. exactly I, from what i've heard from a few andre the giant stories that could definitely be the case <coughs> um i always anytime i see a uh getting blind angle it's so you just have to think about junkyard dogs saying yes, exactly oh that. i can't even see my newborn daughter i can't even see my newborn daughter cal hero of course is as pure as the driving snow and doesn't have a newborn daughter he's very virginal um but if he had a daughter i would feel probably even worse for him than i do right now sure um him and adam revolver will have a match at hard reset we see during we knew that they were going to have a match at hard reset that was one of the reasons that adam revolver tried to take the upper hand by macing cal hero in the first place but al snow commissioner al snow the only babyface commissioner in the history of wrestling comes out and decides that it's going to be a blindfold match for the rush division championship at hard reset before between adam revolver and cal hero the perfect plot twist in the situation, if you ask me. One guy's blind. Why not even the odds? Blind them both. I'm going to be honest. And I'm, I haven't seen everything, but I've seen a lot in my short time as a wrestling fan. I can't name another blindfold match that I've ever seen in person or on television or otherwise. Uh, Jake the Snake had one. Okay, yeah. He, I, he had a dark match. I, uh, I can't remember against who it, the opponent escapes me right now but i'm pretty sure jake the snake had one back in the day i know that it probably wasn't the first one ever i just knew that i had never seen one just an interesting stipulation this is what ovw does a great job of is just like pulling every single stipulation humanly possible out of the hat well uh, if you haven't seen one chances are the people in the match didn't see it either well they I mean, if it's a blindfold match, I'm gonna leave yeah. that. I'm gonna leave that one alone, Brian. That one, <laughs> you take you take that one back to the uh, drawing board. I'll, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um, let's see here. Luke Curtis and Joe Mack. Uh, we have a backstage vignette where they're talking about their Southern Tag Team Championship match, when of course they're interrupted by Jesse Goddard, much in the same vein that he had interrupted Malabali Sheer before he's begging them to pay attention only to him to think about his future the future of the faction and the setup that's the setup and the payoff is I'm guessing they're probably not gonna I would imagine seems to be a theme we've been kind of working toward this for a couple of months the complete dissolution of the faction and it looks like we're closer and closer and closer as every single minute of television ticks by uh, to these guys being no longer being on the same page with each other. Jesse Goddard, of course, after confronting Joe Mack and uh, Luke Curtis, scoots off on his uh, his uh, segue. Towards the end of the show here, we have a 
segment with Vance and Stevie J. It's a birthday party when Layla Gray, La Princesa, and Spark, as they're now calling themselves the Holy Trinity, we had called them the Objectors. Or the Bridesmaids. Um, or the Bridesmaids, until they decided to give themselves uh, their their own name. They'll be going by the name of the Holy Trinity. Great, great uh Yeah, that's a, that's a good group name. And looking looking at them all together, they've they've really got a great thing going here like in terms of just like costuming and attitude like they they look like they belong together um oh yeah they're a well put together group and just by going what little we've seen of them in action so far i feel like they're already like gelling as a team and i think they're off to the races I really like this uh, like ice spice thing that Layla Gray has going on right here. Do you know who ice spice is? <laughs> you know, you, you never listen to Munch. No, I'm old spice. Oh, uh, you ice spice. no, you need to. You should uh, you should look up ice spice sometime. She's she's very talented. She's, I'll, I'll put that in my notes. Yeah, ice spice, ice spice, Munch. Ice look spice up, with my little ice. Yeah, look up Munch. Uh, but she's got she's kind of got like an ice spice thing going on right now. Um, they're they are talking all kinds of trash uh at stevie J and josh ashcraft we're just trying to have a birthday party here do all we right, need cut. to cut whose phone is that mike or sketch huh? ready on you guys yeah so from top of page three sketch on okay on us in again okay three two one so up next, we have uh, announcer Stevie J's birthday party when the Holy Trinity shows up. They begin to insult the crowd. They sing to him before they shove his face in the cake. And they stomped all the balloons, too. Well, not all of them, but enough to uh, spoil the party. Enough to get their point across. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we've been calling the Holy Trinity the objectors or the bridesmaids. Um, now they're calling themselves the Holy Trinity, and it fits. Yeah, that's a good name for them. I'm surprised they didn't go with Unholy Trinity, but uh, Holy Trinity works just as well, I guess. And they are all uh, kind of lockstep with each other. They all have new looks. Um, really most disappointed about kind of the sparks falling from grace here. Uh, she was always such a delight to see, and now she's fallen in kind of with a bad crowd, and they've corrupted her. Absolutely. Yeah. And Bad Apple ruins the bunch, and, well, they're they're all bad now. Uh, Freya the Slayer shows up. Thank goodness she's brought a few friends along. There's a big schmoz, and the Holy Trinity are run out of the ring. Good. It's about time that uh, she stood up for herself, and I hope that she gets the revenge that she deserves. So the next match, we've got Superior Tony Evans, and he arrives and claims he is still the Kentucky champion, even though he clearly lost to Crixus, and he's got uh, Jay De Niro with him. His insurance policy. Yes. He's a big guy. Kind of a Luca Brazzi type. Yeah, he's he's definitely big. He's uh, kind of got a uh, big Bubba Rogers kind of feel. No, I could see that, too. That's a good call. It's a yeah. good call. You know, kind of like the enforcer, quiet strong silent we'll get in there and get things done when he has to but uh he he's like a a bicep he just kind of hangs out until he's told to flex i guess this is setting up yet another match between tony evans 
and uh, Crixus at hard reset. Jay De Niro at the end of this segment hits Crixus with a loaded glove, maybe a roll of quarters underneath his knuckles or something of that. Some some low down old school mob tactic. Yeah. Which do you think it would be worse to be hit by, a loaded glove or a loaded baked potato? Baked potato because it's messy. At least if you get hit with a loaded glove, you're just going, you're just taking a nap. Well, that's true. But, I mean, there's, like, toppings to consider. Like, what's the temperature of the potato? You could be blinded. And then you'd have your own blindfold match. You you bring up a couple of good points. I did I did not consider. I was thinking maybe I got hit in the chest, not necessarily in the eyes. But yeah, some hot butter in the eyes, some sour cream. You're not going anywhere. Oh yeah, You're not going anywhere. You'll be more blind than Cal Hero from some mace. <laughs> uh, we're gonna end, I guess, kind of for the second time in a few weeks without a match, um, actually, which is not the usual what OVW does. OVW is usually from start to finish all action all the time um but we actually end this week's episode of ovw television with a meeting between all of the members of the faction i like the uh mr spectacular uh, rubber ducky vignettes because i i think they're funny well that was from last week but uh i i know that uh was part of the faction and their storyline um, I loved how last week he was just kind of like chilling and he's got the belt at the bathtub and it just silly, silly stuff. He's, I, I love it. He's so good at silly stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't, he's not, it doesn't make <laughs> him seem like a comedy guy, even though there's a lot of comedy to it. He's just very good at towing that line between what this unbelievable douchebag would do <laughs> in real life versus, you know, like, and he just uses it to get just like mounds and mounds and mounds of heat. Um, Jesse Goddard really is, you can't, you can't deny how much of uh, talent he is to have at OVW. Oh, no, he's, he's definitely the most entertaining out of everybody on there. I mean, he's a fantastic technical wrestler uh he looks the part he's great on the mic but just seeing him do all this stuff and you know take it seriously it's so funny i love it um even if he is about to get a beat down and i forgot to mention him on social media so there's a there's kind of something that's been building up over the past past few weeks that has come to a head this evening is who is actually the leader of the faction who is actually the leader of the faction. We go through every member of the faction one by one, and they choose the new National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Champion EC3 as their leader of the faction. And then in one of the things, wrestling is a, is a world of surprises. I did not have this one on my uh, quote-unquote 2023 OVW bingo card, but Dixie Carter of TNA fame, uh, EC3's aunt makes an appearance at ovw via television screen and declares that ec3 is the only leader the true leader of the faction which is trouble for mr pectacular and might i add i love designing women back in the day it was a great show yeah i mean i've i I can't tell you how many episodes of designing women i saw the last five minutes of waiting on golden girls to come on um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for being a friend, by the way. Hey, thank you, Brian, for being yeah. a friend. Behinds, thank you for being a friend. 
Um, Jesse lashes out, knowing now that his his uh, goose is cooked. The faction no longer wants him. They've chosen their alliance. Jesse lashes out, tries to attack the faction, but there is, of course, strength in numbers. He gets the proper beatdown, as you do in a wrestling ring whenever there's four-on-one or five-on-one. Yeah, if you're on the wrong end of that, you know where that's headed. Definitely. Once again, the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is brought to you by Podcasters, the unofficial wrestlers after show. Coming to this very RSS feed in just a couple of days, folks. Later this week, we're going to be piling into this studio and spending literally hours watching Netflix, commenting on it, looking for the details just for you. So come on back here, check us out, listen to the show, find out everything, all the deep details. You see how deep our guys get in, the, in this knowledge, and they're going to bring all of that to this podcast to podcasters, and we just look forward to bringing it to you. I'll be there, they'll be there. It's going to be great. Podcasters, this week in this feed, keep checking back. We'll be here. Now let's go back to the boys already in progress. Would like to say on the heels of that ad, I, I'm going to break kayfabe here for a second. I don't think that we're supposed to acknowledge that we hear the ad, but we do have a non-wrestling guest, but a very, very, very big guest worked out that we're very excited about that will show up on our wrestlers feed. That oh, is yeah. very true. Yes, we've <laughs> I've managed to find us at least one. Maybe we'll find some more. Still time. It's uh, it's kind of scary how how big an announcement this is going to be. Yeah, this is, and once. Once we're able to reveal who these guys are, uh, we're just, we're all very excited here. They're doing us a big favor, and we're very very excited to meet them and have them come by. And uh, oh yeah, and the timing can be more perfect as far as like that time of year, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. Um, and then the timing with the the Netflix series. Uh, sometimes the wheels turn and the stars align, and that's just how things work out. All right, let's wrap up here. We, since we did have a little bit of a hiatus, there's been a couple of things that we want to touch on here at the end of the episode. Brian, I know that there's something. I want to, I want to let you take it here, actually. I want to let you take it here. Well, uh, for me, the biggest thing that happened during our brief hiatus was uh, I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge the passing of Bray Wyatt. Uh, he was a very big deal at my house. Um, and probably, at least in my opinion, the most entertaining thing to happen to wrestling in the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all the ideas that he, he's had, all the incarnations. Um, I was just, I mean, always bowled over by this guy. And the Firefly Funhouse segments, yes. uh, I absolutely loved those. Uh, I was a big fan of Pee Wee Herman growing up, so it was... Uh, a definite shout out to that sort of idea, but having you know members of the Firefly Funhouse be iterations of his uh, uh, his previous characters uh, or other future characters and how they may have all come to life would have been extraordinary. And uh, my my son and I were were big fans of him. We got to see him twice. He was the uh, cult leader, and then the last time we got to see him, we actually got to see the Fiend in a two on one match during their holiday tour. Uh, we both have um, hot winter birthdays, 
right after Christmas. So the time that we have together on Christmas break, we like to call Christmas birthdaycation and the uh, uh, WWE, which we don't normally talk about here, did a holiday tour and they normally do around that time of year. And we have tried to go whenever possible. Obviously the pandemic kind of shut that down for a while, but uh, we were able to see him one time in action and it was just as good as I hoped it would be, if not better in terms of like, you know, holding your attention and suspension of disbelief. And we were hurt when he was he was released and we were so excited for him to come back and uh, we got to see his debut and we're so looking forward to all the stories that he could ever possibly tell. I don't think that I would have ever gotten tired of anything that he would have come up with and and sadly that's not the case and i and i'm just at a loss i i really don't know what to say about that other than to think of uh all the things that that could have been and i guess the only thing i can really say about that is uh thank you Thank you so much for the years of entertainment and inspiration, personally. The uh, the Firefly Funhouse, when it first started, that kind of like first six to eight months of that run was the smartest, most enticing, most fun thing in wrestling in a really long time. Right? It, I mean, it was just you... It was the type of thing I would show my wrestling or my non-wrestling friends. Sure. Just because to, it's a pop culture thing. Yeah, just to be like, look look what this guy's doing. Isn't this weird? Isn't this creepy? And then they would say, Well, you know, now I kinda wanna now I kinda wanna see what he's like. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there was nothing better. The WrestleMania match, the pandemic area WrestleMania Firefly Funhouse match versus John Cena, again, one of I get it if you don't like the the cinematic matches. But just one of the best, smartest, most entertaining things in wrestling in the last several several years, maybe Easily. decades. Um, again, not only did Bray Wyatt pass away, but we also lost Terry Funk. I can't say anything about Terry Funk that every other person hasn't said. He's the best wrestler of all time. Ric Flair might be the best entertainer of all time. Terry Funk is the best wrestler of all time. There's a thousand matches that you could go out there and watch. We hope to have a... A watch along of one of those matches one of his more infamous matches up on the feed soon um but rest in peace bray wyatt Wyndham rotunda rest in peace terry funk two of the all-time greats uh one had a 50 year long career and one was taken way 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 too soon from us we will be on this feed this week with recaps of wrestlers uh look out for that please we will be back next week not only with more ovw television but with a review of hard reset brian is there anything else on our way out that we need to address i think we've about wrapped it up for now it seems like maybe there's something but i off the top of my head i can't remember what it would be then brian read us that sweet sweet post roll the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Rally Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also follow us at OBW Podcast on Instagram, 
Facebook, X, and TikTok. Thanks, guys. Thanks again. <laughs>